Bullshit. I guess we're live. What's up, Rocco? Uh, everybody, I'm Dustin Coiner. This is talking motorbikes. And dude, I've got this kid that I've known his entire life. And he's a bagger racer now. Rocco Landers. What's up, dude? The sky, bro. Shut up. <laughs> dude, you literally, I've known you your whole life. I, I knew your dad before you were born. And, um, you know, I can remember seeing you at a bike night and you were just a little guy and your dad was doing this like pocket bike shit. What's the other guy's name? What was it? Josiah? Was that right? Oh, yes. There was a guy. Jo oh, my God. Josiah right. something. It was like a SC Mini GP something, right? Yes. Jo I can't remember his last name. Josiah Talby was his name. He ran the SC Mini GP like, yeah. series. Yeah. I remember seeing you guys at bike nights and stuff and they would, you know, do that. And then IMS. The IMS show in Long Beach. I remember seeing you guys there, and even back then, you guys were slinging the T-shirts and the merch, right? So I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was like that was like kind of my life for a few years. Just for a few sure. years. Oh man, like a few years. That's um, I mean, you know, obviously moving well, forward, you know, years old is the thing. Yeah, and, well, yeah, shit. You've been racing motorbikes and riding them since what three or four. I started riding when I was like two, but I didn't race till I was like five. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about this. Cause I know that you've like done a lot of, you did a lot of the mini stuff and pocket bike stuff. Right. And then you went to Europe. Yeah. Uh, so I was in the, I raced here from uh, 2010 to 2012 and 13. And I was racing in Europe and I went to Italy to race pocket bikes in 2013 okay that was in a house that was pretty cool to be honest i enjoyed it then we went back to italy in 2016 to race mini gp on the 50s okay then in 2017 2018 i was on the um it was, it was the they call it esbk now but it was called rfme and i was racing what is now called moto 4 but it was back then 85s okay so it's like the the old 125 chassis with an 85 in it or more or less, it was like a it was like a 125 chassis that was like specifically built. It was a prototype one built for a 150 or 85. I don't know what okay. I did to optimize that. Okay, were you racing against people back then that are like in Grand Prix now? Uh, a couple, yeah. I mean, over oh, there, man. that's the champion. That's the championship that all of the GP guys kind of come from. It's so like, uh, name some names, bro. Like, who'd you battle with when you were a little kid? Well, if we're going to say battle with, like, I mean, like Alonso, uh, Marrera, those guys. Uh, no, I, I, I was in the Rookies Cup with Acosta. Okay. That kind of guys. I mean. Yeah, you were in the Rookies Cup for about five minutes. Right? No, it was like it was like seven. Oh, seven minutes. Yeah, that's about the number of fans of this show. So that's cool. Right? Shit. Can I, can, I'll, I'm one of those seven then, so let's go. Oh, okay. Appreciate that, dude this month huh? yeah so uh so you went to europe for a little while and then i don't know what the fuck happened i know your dad was talking to me and he was talking about doing some kind of race in europe thing again like on a 250 or motor three bike kind of thing and then all of a sudden you ended up on a junior cup bike like what happened there like uh how did long that story uh <laughs> a long story well i mean uh, i'm not going anywhere <laughs> 
Uh, give, us, just, give us the cliff notes, dude. Give us the cliff notes. Yeah. So, well, we went up, we were over there. We had an opportunity to race uh, two classes, um, which would ET's European Talent Cup and, or, or the Moto 3 Junior World Championship. And European Talent Cup was a better option, but unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, I think my, I think we kind of had our sights set on, like my dad kind of specifically got me. He really, like, I was really into Moto 3. We want to do Moto three, but and we had an opportunity to do both, but we just never got the output or uh, we were never able to pull the funds together. That's yeah, like, that would be the main thing. Yeah, it's oh, like I, how many how, how many t how many Rocco ninety seven shirts do you got to sell to go to Moto three? <laughs> uh, if I find the spreadsheet, I can tell you. Yeah. Oh, oh you guys <laughs> had a spreadsheet for that, bro. We had so much. We had everything but the actual ability to do what this sheet said. Oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah. we had everything budgeted. We just didn't have the budget. Well, I mean, you know, as as much yeah. math as you could do without the money to go behind the math, you know, you're racing junior cup, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, yeah. uh, I can't remember what year it was, but you started coming out the Chuckwalla when I was still there, and that was um, that year. Yeah, man, and it was like you could tell the family your family had basically sacrificed everything to, to go racing. And I mean, everything. I mean, Lily would, Lily would be in the shower at the, at the restrooms at Chukwala and she'd like, Hmm, that smells kind of good. You know? And she'd come out. And be like, cooking in there. Your mom, your mom was cooking. <laughs> in she did the outlet. <laughs> she did yeah. like the plug. Yeah. So like, I guess we'll have to get days. some of your moms like, uh, Chuckwalla women's restroom crock pot recipes. <laughs> uh, bro, my mom makes the best potters ever. So, yes, <laughs> you probably should. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean now she does it in the kitchen, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff that your family, I mean, literally, you know, I mean, you're, I remember your sisters running around, like basically making us all, like extorting money from us by, you know, limited being being your sisters and like yeah. making us buy hats and shirts and crap like i probably have 37 of those things somewhere <laughs> you know bro so they were hustling. my brother especially there so my brother would make like little just trinkets in the pits and he would go over like hey you just 25 dollars yeah exactly just find trash and just in somewhere and like assemble it into something You're like here five bucks and then he'd leave the weekend with like three hundred dollars Oh and then my, my, my it was funny the story my suspension guy would always buy up his extra stock at the end of the weekend you get like 30 bucks oh man um, that's crazy funny yeah so i mean dude the i remember the the 400 i mean you were doing you were doing lap times on that thing you still own the lap records and stuff that you set on that thing technically i actually do i don't have the official record because i didn't do it in the 400 class but oh. i did it <laughs> I got to shout out Joe Blazius for this. He he towed he was on an SB and towed me into the 51s on a 400. Okay. And I think at this point I'm still the only guy to have done a 51 on a 400. But Rossi Moore's getting close, so I doubt that'll still be the case in a couple rounds. Yeah, so there's some comments coming in. So let's get to some of those before we keep Bro, going. how do I find him? How do I see him? It's you should see the comments in the chat, bro. Should I go to exit it's in full screen? Uh you don't need the full screen. Okay. Hit hit yeah. Yeah, so a uh, little tech support. Oh, here we IT, are. IT for Rocco. But yeah, so uh 
you know, Tyndall says that, you know, good luck to you this year. And, and the dudes enjoyed watching you tear it up at Brainerd. Oh, um, shit, yeah. And he's trying to convince me that Brainerd's not that bro. Shut the fuck up. Bro, Brainerd, Brainerd is the shit. Brainerd is the I, shit. I, I I will tell you this. Brainerd was super fun to ride there, but it was a little weird riding there and seeing walls. And I'm like, well, that's it's a fun drag. Every, yeah. Everything but the layout is everything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of want to go. I want to try the other Brainerd, like the 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 real Brainerd, the fast one, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, that I, I don't even that's know. the old Willow racer in me. Do you? I don't know. I like I like the new way. It's like every if you go to Brainerd, anyone who's been to Brainerd will know this, unless you just don't like the track. But everything but the layout itself is like the worst of any track on the calendar. But then you'll go to like you just go on track. And it's like oh. the asphalt. I remember. I, I did it on an R, I did it on an R seven, and I was the uh, you were there. It was like I you, was, yeah. you and all the Yamaha guys, right? So I'm out there on the R seven, and then. Skultzy, you know, Gagne. Yeah. So I'd always like try to make sure to leave room on the outside and stuff because I was like, bro, I don't want no part of that. I, <laughs> I think that was like one of the first R7s <coughs> tested. Too, right? That was, yeah, yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, it was, it was like that yeah. was right before Blackman got his to race. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like a brand new, brand new stock R7 with attack looking bodywork on it. And a it set of clamps like, on it. It was, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, I was trying to talk him into letting me ride it. It was fire breathing rocket ship fast. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah, that was the day that you were kicking cones out onto the track every lap under the bridge there. Was that me? I can't yes, remember if that was you. me or not. 100% it was you. You did it in front of me. So, yeah, it was you. Bro, I, I don't buy, I never saw a cone. I was probably, uh -huh. just, yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. So, yeah, it well, happened. yeah, yeah, you didn't see it, didn't happen, right? Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So Abraham says that uh, he wants that you won Super Paul on an old clapped out Honda F4i at Oregon Raceway Park, and you'd never been there before. And that was so fun. Oh my god. Where I did you get that? Who like did you? No, wait. my buddy Sage. Shout out, uh, um, bro. My buddy Sage took us out to. Uh, I think. Oh my god. What was it? it would have been after Jersey of 2021. My buddy Sage Wilkinson like was like, "Hey, you want to come ride?" I was like, "Sure." And I bought a plane ticket, flew up to Oregon because I had, had my residency's there, but I'm never there. Yeah. But I flew up to Oregon to go ride. He took me in his arm. We went to this track, like picture, like the middle of, like picture, like a battlefield in the middle of nowhere, and that's what the area that place is like. But the track you got it, like the. It's like it's like a motor, it's like a paved motocross track. The asphalt's like twenty five years old. It's Oregon winters. It's destroyed. Like that's horrible. Oh really? The layout is, is everything. Just is so I've fun. heard. Like, I've like, heard that track was legit fun. It's so fun. It, yeah. Like I like that kind of thing where the track's just destroyed. But yeah, I mean, you it, and Bobby Fogg. It's like this, right? It's like, like this. tracks. It's like it's like Sonoma on steroids. Let's just say every aspect of Sonoma, but on steroids. Wow. And so okay. he had this like 04, like old, old clapped out uh, F4i. And that was what I was riding. Like I took his, he had a CBR fire blade, but it was, it was stock. I didn't really want to ride it. And I was having more fun with the F4i anyways. But bro, I was just, oh, the entire lap. And they had this little thing that they did at two fast track days called uh, Super Pole, where they give you like a hundred bucks if you set the fastest time at the end of the day. 
And I took the F4I out against all the thousands and whatnot. I was like, do it. I think I was like, I think I was like two seconds off like the lap record. Oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> Unlike a collapsed out 20 year old bike. <laughs> Dude, it was so fun though. That's awesome, man. I ran the same set of tires both days. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, how? But yeah, but uh, same set of tires for both days. But how many knee sliders? Bro, I probably went through two or three sets. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Years. That's one thing I remember about you. I was like kind of running the rider support thing for Mythos back then, and holy shit, it was like, I swear, I kept. I, I was. I couldn't keep knee sliders in stock, so I would like buy Bickles and just give them to you. I'm like here. Yeah, the problem with the <laughs> yeah, it's the problem. With, I feel like this is the problem with a lot of knee slider like like big leather brands their knee sliders are trash so like the right. ones like like the mythos ones would last like a session right and they like, were like a bar of soap exactly it's bar like of soap like velcro rubber. on the back yeah like the oem yeah. knee sliders suck balls yeah yeah that's why those I like about ones, those bickle sliders, sliders are legit like right they're hard they last forever but then i i, I want to say i saw you duct taping them to your elbows what dude yeah because the mythos elbow sliders were so thin they, okay. they cover a big surface area but you never like i don't know if they're actually supposed to be dragged or not because it would last two sessions hmm yeah. i didn't do that at races i would only do that at uh practice <laughs> yeah you probably still wearing that suit riding your super moto thing huh nah dude i got a revit suit okay. oh yeah that's right okay but you did at the mini track until that went down until i got the revit suit right right Okay, so let's see. Somebody so, yeah. says if the small one scares you, dude. The small one doesn't scare me. Like I rode it. It was I had a good time that the this guy Tyndall. Like I rode it. I rode Brainer and I had a good time. And you know, I thought it was really cool that somebody five minutes after I got there said, "You betcha." I, I you know, the people there are awesome. You know, just when you're out here in so Southern California and there's like all these racetracks that are quite a bit safer without the walls. You know, it's kind of shocking to see walls. Make sense? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, I really don't. I've been enough really gnarly because there's a few tracks in like Spain that are kind of gnarly where there's just like a card track that you're just doing a track day at because they ride everywhere there. Yeah. There's one place called Castelloli that like at one one of the parts, you're, you're, the track across like Suzuki where it crossed over itself. Yeah. It's just a wall like right there. It's like. And you're like a hundred feet below. Like it's like that track is so sick. Right? Anyone who goes to Spain's got to run Castiglione. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know. Like I was talking to Ken Hill last night about Kristen Daniel, and you know they yeah. moved over there. They moved over there like six, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah, they were over there. I think they moved over at the end of seventeen or the beginning of yeah. eighteen because he was there my last year at racing. Dude, ever since stuff. the kid's been over there, like he speaks like four languages and rides like every day. I don't get it. I don't get it. I awesome. barely speak Spanish anymore. He's like, yeah, I speak Catalan now. And I'm like, what? Uh, it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah. Catalan's like, I feel the thing is in Catalonia, to, to live in Catalonia, which is the region of Spain right. where, they're, where they're located, like they frown upon speaking Spanish in public because they're just like, a, like very, they're very independent. Right. Like that, that, like the mentality. And so, like when I was there, I would speak Spanish and they, they would, like, they'd pretend not to understand me, even though. Everyone there speaks Spanish because you can only speak Catalan and Andorra and wow. Catalonia. Yeah. 
It's like yes, it's, but... it'd be like yeah, I can't really put another language, but it'd be like learning a Native American language and having that be the yeah. only language you know. Right. Well, I mean, the way the way the kid told me it was like um, Catalan language is sort of like a combination between French and Spanish. It's like, French, Spanish, and Italian. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. There's so many different words from like each one. That sounds yeah. awesome. I don't know. I, cool. I'm I'm cool a stupid American. I can barely speak English. You know what I mean? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a few more. There's people saying that I should ride Pacific Raceway in Washington. I don't know. I want to ride there. there. I haven't been there yet. And then uh, Bearded Jixer, um, he says that uh, we need Rocco on a super sport bike or a super bike, not a bagger. I don't know about that, dude. I think he's stoked to have a ride. So. Um, anyway, so let's keep going, man. So Junior Cup, you basically made it look easy that year. Um, I tried. <laughs> you know, it, uh, was that the year that you dodged the deer? That was 2020. That was my second year in Junior oh, Cup. Oh, the second year of Junior Cup. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, the second year is the year that you did Junior Cup and Twins? Or, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But you did yeah, Twins was- late, and you still won the title in it, so... I no, I, I I did the whole season. The deal came together late, but I did the whole season. Oh, for some reason, I thought you like missed a round or something. That was last year. Okay, last year. I well, missed, I missed technically, you didn't miss a round. Like you didn't have a ride. I saw you at Daytona. You didn't have a ride. No, nah, I just and then up. and then you know I, it's really shitty to say this, but like you know there's there's that old saying like people say people say dude I would give my left nut to do that you know to get the ride or whatever but like i don't know if i would do that but but I your buddy did <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> no that is vile that is vile bro i saw gus oh watching. man dude that that was text bed, bro. yeah but yeah you know that. like I, I don't know the specifics on it but it sounded oh, like it was a pretty it, it sounded like a pretty bad deal yeah like I, it was, I didn't get a lot of details all i know is i got a call about two weeks later saying you want to come ride atlanta and i'm like yeah yeah, you were at Daytona with your leathers and everything, hoping something. Yeah, I brought happen. everything. I brought everything. Yeah. I had like there were a few yeah. things that I honestly should have been able to ride at Daytona that I just didn't because yeah, no one clutched. Whatever. Yeah. Still ended up riding at least, which was nice. Yeah. So I mean, it's um, you know, it's pretty bad. I mean, it, that was that was a bad deal and a bummer for him. You know, it sounds like he's better now, right? So you know, hopefully he'll be back, but um. You know, you you rode the bike and and ruined everybody for most of the season, right? I mean, I did my best. I think I had a hundred percent pole position, and then yeah. every race that I didn't either have a problem. One of them, I crashed out of the lead. Every yeah. other race that I didn't have like a motor issue, I won. Right. Or it was raining. It was raining. Did out. you get involved in any of that rule stuff? Because I know wasn't there like something where you like had the thing locked up and oh, the ridge, right? Oh yeah, that was BS. The ridge, you had it all, and you were um, you were way out. It was like yeah, you no, were I, way I, out. I, I will not. I, I will like that was that was annoying. Yeah, I was not. Uh, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> the guy yeah, so, somebody's saying it. Yeah, about no, the, I, about uh, the ridge. Well, it was a, it was a lap rider, right? Of, it was a lap rider. If you want, right? like, I can, I can break it down. Technically, I should. Technically, the 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 rule, like by the rules, I should have been, uh, I should have been penalized. But there oh, were really? enough mitigating factors that even the officials after the race said that there was that was fishy. 
because the lap rider ended up uh, he ended up having a uh, his bike was stuck in sixth gear, and basically what I was supposed to do was like a yellow flag popped up right as I went into the corner, and I had to take right. evasive maneuvers. Like right. I was either going to hit the guy or go in front of him. Right. And technically, what I should have done was let him by, but he pulled off. Oh, okay. So right. it wasn't much I could do. Okay, that makes. I sense. pulled off the neck. Like I should. I, they said they said that if I had looked up and waved back, because I saw he was having issues, because he was doing that with his head, yeah, and, like messing with his bike. And yeah. After you're... we protested and filed all that, he came over and was like, "My bike was having issues." Then we took that to race control. Okay. Okay. There's nothing I that makes done. sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is something I could have done, which was your your teammates the do. your teammates the one that had the rules stuff, right? Oh, that, that was at Barber. Yeah. Actively competing, like, jeez. I don't. I don't. I don't have any comment. That was that was the whole. I don't know enough detail. That's a, I just get myself. That's a good. That's a good attitude to have, dude. Like that. That's a good attitude to have. You know, Stefano <laughs> Mesa coined it the best. He's like, I don't get involved in government. Yeah, that's, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Take. I didn't listen to a lot of the details. I didn't want to have an opinion. All yeah. I know is there was a lot of fireworks. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was colorful. Like so, I mean, like, it, there was, it was there like was a between, lot of stuff on social media. <laughs> between Papa Rodeo and and I don't know, like I don't know who was who was gnarlier on social media, Papa Rodeo or Brandon Posh after the two hundred. Like I don't know. Like it was pretty. Which after? Which after the, oh, when, I, whenever Brandon got. The oh, 200 was, was, that was, weird. That was stupid too. Right. Oh, and by the way, there's people talking about um how uh if you, you like Nelson Ledges makes Brainerd look super safe. <laughs> Nelson, I mean I guess it kind of does. I've only ridden there on a 400. They're saying concrete tire walls and whoops. It's it's smaller. It it like I guess on a 400 at Nelson would be like riding a 600 at Brainerd. They're both yeah. fun tracks. Like yeah. Nelson is just it's like my like it's like bread to my butter. It's it's so good. It, it it's just roll speed. Roll speed. Yeah, like, that sounds I, like I, when um, I was there on my four hundred, I was faster than I had I broke the twin record on my four hundred. So uh let's see. Uh what happened to the rumor about riding the Ducati in Supersport? Pinky never called me. That. Oh, there you go. So it was just a rumor, guys. Well, they never called me back. They never called oh, me back. Oh, okay. Okay. But that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, Joseph Novella says uh, that his daughter calls Nelson the, the ghetto track. Jesus. Is. I mean, you know, you're saying it's it, it's like you're kind of describing it, and I'm kind of picturing Roebling Road in my head because that place is pretty fast too, right? Uh, it Georgia? would be very comparable, just a little shorter and more tight. Tighter than – Okay. Nelson, okay. it's a fat, it's a very fast track. It's very quick. Right. It's 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 fast. They're saying it's a it's one of the fastest tracks in North America. Chris McCreary says that. Where I mean, where is Nelson? Like, like where Rose, is Nelson? Uh, Ohio. 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 Okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people talking about it, like you know, for track days and stuff. But I have never seen. Oh, no runoff either. That's always good. It's always good to have a track with no runoff. Right, I mean, but then again, Rocco, you've you've been at you've been at (laughs) you've been at the apex track, right? When that dude showed up on the R one. Oh, at the car track. Oh yeah, dude, dudes are always showing up on like stuff. Yeah, stupid stuff, right? 
And I'm it's like, funny. and yeah, and one guy you know, showed up on a full motocross bike with knobbies. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you see a lot at the car track, right? And you know, you know the Legos. I call them the Legos that like are. There's no runoff there, and oh, going, oh, you mean the, the like the little the little go kart barriers? Yeah, I call yeah. them the Legos, and it's like I've dude, so they were they were going clockwise. So you know, there was that little huh, right before the well, last turn. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so you're going on an R1 cooking, and the Legos are close, dude. It's and, gnarlier going the other direction because you're going in the fast braking zone, and I've tucked the front there and gone all the way into the like staging zone before you're on track. Right, right. So you've ended up in. I ride Apex so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go. I I was at Apex on Saturday, and then I, I was at Florida the past week. But before that, I was there the day before I left, and I was at Adams yesterday. Yeah. All right. So I've been right. cooking on the supermoto. Yeah, I finally I've got seen... the supermoto, so I can't really get off of it. I, I've seen I've seen your social media. You you have joined you know Yates and Posh and pj and everybody doing that you know with yeah the, i've been riding supermoto forever yeah. i just this is the yeah. first year i've had a proper bike i've always been on my 150 okay so you got a 450 now is yeah. that what it is or a 250 it's a 450 okay anyone gets a 250 for a supermoto is wasting their time for the simple reason that like you either get a 150 to get used to it because a four a 250 is like unless you have a, just a buttload of money and you just want a bike that's like a stepping stone like if you're fast on a 150 getting on a 450 is nothing Oh, okay. What about those guys? What's that? What's that group of dudes that builds those 150 things? And there was one dude that like had, a, you know, like miniature. It looked like miniature Mark Marcassinis on it, and you Marcinis? know, big, yeah, big old radial caliper on it and everything. It was there's like a few guys out here. There's Tokyo I mean, it, mods. It was like there's a yeah. I think it was Tokyo mods, and that thing was yeah. like um, it was like 250, but the dude was, it was, might as well have been a 450. Yeah. That was what I got because when I grew up, I grew up racing and like the, like the mini racing here was there was SC Mini GP and that went under. Then my dad did the one thing for a couple of years. It was Mini Moto USA. Yeah. And then after that, there were the Supermoto races. There's like M1 GP. Yeah. War Star like Western America Racing. There was right. Stars. Yeah. That was Don Kane, I think. Yeah, Don Kane did the Stars. Yeah. Yeah, and we were those were the fun ones because we would have and then UMRA came around. Yeah. Now wait now at this point all there really is is two uh, two wheels track days. They, yeah, they I know do, that like, Mar Martin and yeah Martin and uh, Sergio from yes. two wheel track days. I think they're running like that mini program. It looks pretty cool. It's uh, cool. You know. We just need more people. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. It was the crap. <laughs> was it? Shout out my boy. That was so fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Like we would like there was eight, like all the tracks around here the turnout was crazy. I feel like like every mini racing organization will have their they'll have their big like the class that's the most popular. Like I know the one in New Jersey has uh TTR one twenty fives and XR one hundreds. Like I did one of those races, it was so fun. Yeah. But we uh Oh, dude, that was fun. But we uh here we had a grid of sixty fives that was probably thirty guys. Okay. And there were a couple 150s, and that was like the like Tokyo mods and and um, at Mad Labs. Like we had a few guys Mad out Labs, here who yeah. would do it. Yeah, Mad Labs is sick. They do a lot of stuff still. Huh. Okay. They do all like the big mods on the 150s. So you you uh you did the you did the what the Junior Cup and the SV650 thing for a year, and then 
Um, I see the Red Bull leathers there. Like, uh, those are the COVID leathers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the only way to describe them. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, we were all stoked for you because you got selected to get the rookies cup and it was like, okay, you know, like let's, let's, let's keep supporting this guy, you know, the Red Bull rookies. And I know your dad had all kinds of, you know, he had like a lot of cards up the sleeve, you know, to, to keep you over there in, in between rookies rounds or whatever. And it wouldn't COVID have happened. been an issue at all without, with COVID. Like if COVID hadn't been there, it would have been fun. But COVID, yeah. like in, in the beginning, before the season started, I was supposed yeah. to do, like I think I think I can't remember. I think we were at some point going to reach out to like Roman Engineering because we didn't because the team we like I can't remember. There was something we were going to do about figuring out to do two or three twins rounds and then right. two or three junior cup rounds. So that's all I was going to be able to make it to. Yeah. But then COVID happened and the season started for Moto America and there was still no sign of anything in Europe, and so we had the first two rounds here. And then they were like, we're going to go testing, but there's like the testing was so we're going to go test. And I couldn't even make it to the test. So, oh, because the, there was like a, the you had, restrictions. And then you had to slightly get the, loosened it. Right. Like the PC, like there was, it was too, uh, it was, the time was too condensed. Like you had to get a test, get the results and be on a plane within 24 hours. Oh, dude. And that was back when the test took 48 hours just to get a result. And the accurate ones were like 76. But we got the, uh, like I went and got the, like the, they loosened it up slightly, and then I went and raced yeah. the two races in Austria, and then for the Spain races they did that again. So yeah. I couldn't make it to either, so I ended up just dude. Two th there was countries, stuff. there was countries doing that COVID lockdown stuff. Pretty they completely late. blocked Americans. Yeah. Oh, dude. But there yeah. were there were some some of the countries like they ended up only doing Austria and Spain because of the because there were some countries that had just blocked certain nationalities. Oh okay. And I was like, I can't remember which thing was France. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But they cut a bunch of the races. And like, I, I remember it was, I was there and it was some of the most fun I ever had in my life. It was so sick. I got to, a bunch of my buddies from the small bikes were there, like uh, Alonzo, uh, like David Munoz. He was, he's really cool. Marcos Uriarte. Yeah. A lot of those guys. Acosta, Skrig. But we, uh, a lot of my friends from when I, whenever I was racing in 85s. Right. They were either in pre-moto 3 or ETC or in 85 with me. And we uh, we ended up, like, I, it was just fun. I had proved. Like, yeah. I, got, I, I made my goal, which was I didn't want to finish last. Never finished last. Never wanted to get lapped. Never got lapped. And I was within two seconds. My goal, I, my final goal was to score a point, and I technically did, but I got docked for a couple minutes. I got you fourteen because I was limit. in the battle for like ten and I uh, track limits and they they slapped me with that a half hour after the race. I was like, damn it, I got oh, fourteen. Dude, that sucks. You really? kind of also, you kind of had a growth spurt, and you were, if I recall correctly, when when you started the rookies, you were like, yeah, a huge kid. You were like a Sasquatch compared to those midgets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I tried out, I was five four and one hundred and ten pounds, or five <laughs> right. maybe one hundred fifteen. And I went right. and raced. I was five eight and one hundred and forty pounds. Right. And I was racing yeah. like David. Alon like I mean, you know David Alonso? No. He's in. He's in. He's, he races for Aspar in Moto Three. Okay. But he he was the smallest guy, and I was the biggest. He was four foot ten and eighty pounds, or eighty five, and I was five eight, hundred and forty pounds. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I can't, remember, I can't remember if I. 
I can't remember if I was if, if I'm trying to remember if I actually got the because I remember at one point I got docked, but I can't remember if that was the. Have we lost Rocco? Rocco. Well, crap. Okay. Hopefully Rocco chimes back in. I don't know what happened to his feed. He's rocking the uh, Taco Bell internet, I guess. So uh, let's, uh, let's text him and see what's what. Okay, lost you. Reconnect. Let's ask him to reconnect. Hopefully he reconnects. Um, not sure what happened to him. Maybe he maybe forgot to plug in his charger to his laptop or something. I have no idea. But I'm going to give him a couple, a couple of minutes, see if he jumps back in. He's saying that he got he got docked for track limits. What is every in the comments? What do people think of the track limits stuff? It seems like the MotoGP a lot of races are being determined by that and penalties being handed out all the time. Yeah, thanks for that, Eric. So yeah, uh, behind me is a Boxo toolbox, like right here, this white one. Uh, it's a Moto box. It's full of tools, and I'm. I'm giving this thing away and all you got to do is register for a track day. Um, every track day that you ride in with us, you sign up online, gets you a drawing entry. And at the end of the year, we're going to give that thing away. So um, that's what that guy's talking about. Yeah. Uh, Penninger says track limit stuff seems too, dr dr too drastic. I think that's, yeah, the penalties. It's kind of like Gagne's uh, touching the green paint last year, getting, getting a penalty right so um over there they have like that long lap penalty stuff and all that so i don't know if rocco did any of that hopefully he reconnects <laughs> gus said you know what dude i'm gonna text I'll, I'll send i'll send gus the gus email me dustin at trackdays.com dude i'll respond with the uh with the link and you could join us <laughs> Oh, Rocco's back. Dog, my internet just went the fuck out. Oh, wow, dude. I was, I I was, talking, I was talking shit about your Taco Bell internet. Yeah. And I was, about yeah. to, I, was about to e I was about to email Gus Rodeo the link and have him jump in for as a substitute. That would be kind of funny. Right? That would be kind of funny. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I literally, I, it's been raining here, so I'm assuming something happened to the power. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Ty Bankford know. says... Because I, I I said my email address and Ty Bankford said that he was going to send me inappropriate pictures. So, thanks for that, Ty. Um, appreciate that. Of, of of who? Of me? Uh, does Ty ha Ty Bankford have inappropriate pictures of you? No, that's what I'm. If, no, I'm assuming it's bad pictures. Oh, when I was a well, boy. Yeah. Those yeah, are a lot, of, a lot of those. Yeah, you you sent me a picture. I was just talking shit to you earlier about it. It was like, dude. What is up with you? Like all of a sudden I looked at you, you showed yeah. up and were you like trying to pull the go show and like show up all fat and see how fat you could get and still beat people? Like what was, what was it? Bro, <laughs> there was no, I was not intending to be like that. That was difficult. A lot of, a lot of things, a lot of things. We'll just say a lot of things. Yeah. Contributed to that. Getting it, get a little uh, too intimate with the uh, peanut butter cups. <laughs> 
peanut butter cups were just a meme. I didn't really eat a lot of peanut butter cups. It's just I was just giving you shit. In general. Yeah, I know peanut butter cups are so good though. They're, I mean, bro, I I think that the yeah. I think that came out because I did oh Greg White's podcast I think a couple okay. years ago. He asked what I was gonna do if I won the Junior Cup Championship. Okay. And I said I'm gonna get some peanut butter cups. And then all of a sudden we were on the podium at Barber and someone tosses me a bag of peanut butter cups. Oh and man. And then it raced too, like four people did the same thing. So that's just my thing now, I guess. I mean, I'm not complaining. Peanut butter cups. Are- I mean, who knows, man? Maybe maybe Reese's will sponsor you. <laughs> I would not complain. Right? Yeah. But I can so- only eat them on Mondays, though. Mondays are my cheat day. Oh, you have Monday is your cheat day. Okay. Yes. Because it's the day after the race weekend and no one likes eating. Because it's the day that I fly back usually and no one likes staying on a diet while you're flying. Okay. See, so you eat trash on Mondays. Oh, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, cycling coach guy, Nate Loyal, he has a term for that. He's like, dude, you're Mr. Fusion. Mr. What? Mr. Fusion. Fusion. What do you mean? Oh, let's uh, it's you got to be old to get it, but it's back to future, you know, the Mr. Fusion. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, I've seen back to the future in the DeLorean at the end where he's like, Oh, we got Mr. Fusion now, we don't need plutonium, and he just put a bunch of banana peels and shit in there. And oh, yeah, yeah well, yeah. but I you got to balance it out because the thing is, like, like, I'm a foodie, I love food, yeah, but like, I didn't know how to manage that, and I had like a lot of things to be a told to me about diet and all that stuff and i try a bunch of things at once and it's like you gotta have like someone tell me one thing and someone tell me another or and like a lot of things contributed to me getting to the position of being in that position like being fat and i was not uh i never wanted to be like that but it happened and dude there's some there's some comments there's some there's some comments coming in dude like let's uh uh smith shot racing yeah, I was on a bulk. what yeah I was on a bulk, yeah. You were on a bulk. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you exactly. did look like, dude, you look like a linebacker. I was like, dude, oh, I did. And everything. But and I, I mean, now, that, like, I have, I, mean, I have a different, like, something that works for me now. You're you're pretty trim now. I mean, you're, you know, you still got the big jawline, but. It's weird. You know. that, like, I get, I get, it's really, I have the slowest metabolism ever, so that does not help. But I eat 100%, 100% keto throughout the week, so, like, uh protein by 85 percent protein okay a little bit of like broccoli broccoli is really the only vegetable i can cut stomach but like it, it, depending on the cheat day i'll gain like i'll gain a certain amount of weight and it goes to here here or in my legs and this time it went here so nice uh, it's just what happened so can't complain you know, uh, there's a guy, uh, A48 Evo, saying uh, diet is like suspension and body position. There's a million opinions. Bro, that's true. That's true. That is so true. That's true. I feel like it's just all about riding style. It's the same as just what, what kind of body you got. Right. Or like what works for you. Like I was talking to Ken last night. It's like, dude, you know, if you if you look at pictures of me, like the internet would talk shit about me because I'm not doing it right but they don't know that I've been doing it for 25 years. I'm probably faster than them. And I have broke my back before. So it's like, it's not the it's same. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. My shoulder doesn't even work right. You know, like not everybody has that going on. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's not, that's all kind of not right. So yeah. I mean, like it's to, yeah. for me, it's everyone has a different style. Like I, I, uh, I don't hang off tons. 
Like, I don't have like the one. You're not this guy. You're like, I'm not like that. I'm like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just relax my upper body and just kind of just let myself sit there. And then I just like, I learned this in the super bike school. You just like keep your center of gravity low, but, uh, you definitely need to have a little bit of leverage to where you need to pick the if you need to pick the bike up from a crash you can. That's that's Do my they, philosophy on this. Does the superbike school still help you? Oh yeah. 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 No, it's, it's uh I've been working with like I've been working with uh Keith. I mean I met Keith twelve hours after I was born. Like he came to my house like right after I was born. Oh wow. Okay. But uh, I started working with him when I started riding doing parking lot drills or come on the car track. And I started doing schools once I got on the big bikes. You got to go there with a dude. I remember you came out on you. You've ridden all kinds of stuff, right? Like, didn't you, did you do a a day or two on the um, BMW? I did a few Chuck Walla weekends. Yeah. One of their old bikes that they, we we put some suspension. I think all we put on it was suspension. And then we had yeah. Steve Weir come out who helped us and he's helped us like tune the electronics. And I mean, it was an old Beamer it didn't work, but i still raced it when I was like 110 pounds. <laughs> right. That's gnarly. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it was, uh, that was gnarlier than seeing Austin DeHaven ride an R6 at like 14. Right. I mean, it would, that would be that I was riding a Beamer at 14. So. Right. Like I remember Austin, Austin DeHaven, maybe he was younger. I mean, he, he was a little guy, dude. He yeah. was all helmet. Austin's cool. I haven't seen him yeah. forever. I haven't seen him forever either, man. Him and his dad, they were all about it. And then, it, you know, money dried up and that's it, you know? But, um, Austin, you know, oh my, I have to send you a link for this race that someone took of me and Austin. I was probably 10. He would have been however old he is when I was 10. Right. But he was on a one on one of the Mad Labs 150s. It was owned by a guy named Hans King, who actually I still work with to this day. Okay. But he ran a, uh, he had a couple 150s in Austin, and I had like the best race of my life. It was so fun. And we were just someone had somewhere on Facebook, like I, I can't remember where it was, but uh, it was a mini race, and we just uh, I think we battled literally every single one. I got him in the last lap, just barely. Nice. That was so yeah. Fun. That, like, that was one of my best races ever. It was so fun. That Abram guy s- says he's got videos of you on that BMW at Chuckwalla. It was cool to see. So there you go. Yeah, the Beamer was cool. It was it was like the Beamer is not a uh, especially like the new ones are they're fast, but they're at least more like manageable. This one was a, like a 2016 bike, so it was the older chassis. So yeah, yeah. Before no the electronics, electronics, yeah. Before the electronics like split the world upside down. Yeah, Keith made me turn them off for part of the time so I could ride it without without like all the traction control and everything. That was right on. Uh, terrifying. Yeah, I, you know, like I want to say that your dad was a superbike school too, a superbike school guy, right? Like, yes, I don't sir. know, I don't know where he was in the instructor hierarchy over there or how it he was. Worked. He was Keith's number one instructor for. He was the yeah. first. It's called a four star instructor. It means you can give the the talks that they give at the at like those classroom. He was yeah. Keith's first guy who did that. He was the first guy Keith trained to do that. Okay, but that was back a long while ago. Yeah, Keith Code, man. Like that dude, he um what a good dude that guy is, man. I I kind of missed the old Long Beach IMS show just so cuz I knew I <laughs> dude, I knew I would run into Keith at some point during the weekend and we would sit there and talk for like an hour and a half about fucking weird shoes. 
that's the thing with Keith is he, he'll just like Keith. Keith can talk about anything but racing for so long, and then we'll yeah. talk about riding for ten minutes, and then we're back to yeah. like some random food he ate one time when he was like fourteen. Yeah, we were like, talking about like how how square his son looked to me. I was like, bro, is your son working at IBM, bro? Like, what, bro? Like, <laughs> how Dylan, the Dylan, fuck Dylan is he your bro. kid, dude? Like, yeah. I think I told Dylan that once. I was like, dude, I was, you know, I was telling your dad. <laughs> Dylan's cool. I love Dylan. I was like, dude, do you work at IBM? Yeah. Like, because, you know, he would do, he would have like always, every time I saw him, he had like a white shirt, you know, yeah. buttoned up, like super, super square. And Keith is not super square. Like that dude. People is... just be wearing random pants, a super bike school team shirt. Yeah, dude. And then... He's got his goatee is like the most iconic thing ever. And then he'd have just like slippers. Yeah, dude. Like yeah. he's, Dylan, Dylan, I guess, Dylan. I guess back in the seventies or something, that dude was selling like crazy expensive shoes on Melrose. Like he was, he was. making custom shoes or something. And like, he was telling me one time yeah. that like, I think there was an auction or something. And like somebody paid like a ridiculous amount of money for some Keith code made shoes. It's like what, dude? And I, I don't know how. I, if that's, I've never heard of that. Like, yeah, I go see Keith, I and mean, I don't see as much. <clears throat> yeah, go yeah, I got a picture of him. I, you know, uh, my my old dog that had passed last year. Um, there's a picture of her, like with his with her head entirely in Keith's jacket pocket at Chuckwalla. Like he had yeah, a bunch I'm, of treats in there. Find, hold on, this is a picture of. This is a picture of me. When I was a day old at Keith's, I'll try to find it. What? That's crazy. I mean, you can't really and, see me. But you can see my dad, and you can see Keith and Judy. It's kind of yeah. sick. He's kind of like, yeah. See, dude, that's that's crazy. That's wow. Wow, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of history there with those guys, you know. Yeah, another thing I remember about your dad's racing is he always had Dianetics written on the side of his bike. So I was no like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's that. I'm just, that's all that I just threw it out there, right? <laughs> it's me, bro. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true, right? He had it on the suit. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so. Uh, you're riding a bagger. You're riding a bagger this year. Uh, there's somebody asking how fast you went at Roblink on one. Like, you've tested it, right? I have. I tested it at Roblink. I, I'll try to remember the if, if I don't remember what like I don't even like we. I did a session and a half, and then it started raining and we had no rain, so I just sat there for two days. Okay. If they could, what what's the range? Because I remember it was a it was something like because I was like two oh. seconds on Hayden. Oh, okay. I think, I think he did a. I did a. It, I don't know if this would line up. I think I did a fifteen, and he did like a thirteen. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not. No, I'm not. To Stephen Pat Pettinger, I am not. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Pettinger's question was that uh, asking if you guys are Scientologists. I am. Is not. that a first I, in race? No, that's not. not a first in racing, dude. I'm but, um, <laughs> you know, all you got to do is check your history, man. You'll see a bunch of Dianetics bikes um, through the AMA and all that. 250s back in the day. 
yeah so there you go um uh, but yeah rocco you're not drinking that kool-aid basically no comment <laughs> yeah whatever dude like everybody has their own deal you know no worries not me, I, I, not me. I, I, i'm not not me <laughs> right on wow declan's here declan oh, what's up, Declan? yeah De declan van rossmullen i wonder Just, if he's yeah, i man. wonder if he's commenting from aussie he says he hears pretty it must be noon where he is if he's down there Something like that. Right. I've been texting yeah. with my boot guy because I just was I just signed with Foo Sport. Okay. Okay. And then uh and I, like I, the schedule's so weird because I'll text with my guy and it's like midday. And then yeah. it's like the day before here in the morning. It's like, right. Yeah, I, I do the same thing with my brother. Um, you know, he's Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yep. So there you go. Okay, so there's some questions. Um uh, what do you think of riding the bagger? What do you, it's you cool. It? Yeah, I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, was it, did it surprise you? Uh, uh, that's it's that's a loaded question because it was. I mean, did, did you did you surprise me? Did you go into it expecting something and and get I expected else? exactly what it was. Okay. Okay. Like I I watch a ton of video and a bunch of like there's not really on board but I I watch a bunch of just videos. Then Hayden talked to me for like an hour and just gave me a rundown of the bike itself. Okay. And so, then, you, uh, so it's a motorcycle. I mean, I mean, I got on the bike. Like they they did a very good job describing how the bike is, and I got on and I'm just like, it's exactly how they described it. I still have to get used to it, but at least I'm yeah. starting from. I'm not I'm not being told it's an R1 and then going and riding and like it's not an R1. Like I know exactly how it was, and they might have even made it seem. I think this was smart. They almost made it seem more extreme than it was. So okay. I would go in just tiptoes. Okay. Trying to see how it was. That, that that was really smart. Like it's it's a motorcycle, but it's right. a weird motorcycle, and it's a sick motorcycle. Hmm. It's got lots of torque, and it's long, and it slides. Like it spins even while you're straight up and down, going through like tall, like fast kinks. Okay. Lots okay. Of lots of fun. Yes. Did you it's did fun. you back did you back it into every corner? Only only the ones that you like at home said kind of because it backs in a lot because it's okay. just so long like and you have to use so much rear brake. But it's it oh here we go in. rear brake. Oh, you just said it. You have to yeah, yeah but it has a thumb brake too. This is kind of oh sick. does it okay. But uh, so, yeah, I mean you have to because there's so much weight on the rear that if you use a ton of front brake you just touch the front. But it's okay. like. It's a cool. It's really cool. I re, I really enjoyed riding it, and I'll try to think of like, I don't know. It's 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 just it's just interesting. It's it's something different, and but yeah. it's I mean, nothing the class, insane. The class looks pretty stacked with talent too. It, it, you got all the quick guys coming in this year. It you know what it's most like and most similar to this is probably probably a good thing. It, the only bike that I could compare it to is like a supermoto bike. Oh. Like to ride that on a big track a heavy, is like riding a heavy super, super. It's like a bike. real no, but it's like riding a supermoto bike on a cart track, where you okay. have to turn it a lot. It's like it's physically physically. It's not so much physically different. Okay, you ride it so you have to ride the bagger so relaxed. Just to um, make it function. Al Alan Rodriguez says to give us give us intro on the uh, on the turn exit of backing it in. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, so uh, what does he? What does he mean? I don't. Understand. What does he mean? I don't, I don't know. Mean? I don't know. I don't know. Like, give us a tutorial. Like, what? What goes through your mind when you're like? What's the process of getting that thing stepped out? Because I, I watched Bobby do that a few weeks ago, uh, Bagger Bob, and um, man, he was barking the rear tire like crazy going into turn one at Podium Club every every lap in there, you know. Uh, so. it, it, but like, if you're asking what it's like to back it in, I mean, when you, when you back it in, but like, it's a big, heavy you know, bike. So is it, does it, it behave different? Like bike. It, oh, okay. No, it, it backs in probably even better than the other ones because it's smoother. I mean, this, it hops a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It should, uh, if you, if you're backing it in and you feel like uncomfortable back in, you quite frankly shouldn't be backing it in because backing in should be something that, unless you're just at the supermoto track trying to drag your elbow and look cool. Right. Even then it should be easy. Like if I'm going to back in on the supermoto track, like you can ask anyone who rides supermoto a lot and does, makes like those videos. Like it's right. not difficult. It's something yeah. that you're just, you work your way up to, to where it's easy. Like I can back it in anytime on a supermoto without any problem. It's All right. That bagger, but. When you're going fast to back in it, it just happens. It's like dragging your knee. Like it's yeah. not it's not difficult to drag your knee, it's not difficult to back it in. Okay. And then there, there's some comments here about uh one of your new competitors, um, the Australian superbike champ, Troy. Yeah, her That's so cool. Holy shit, dude. Like I'd heard some rumbling about someone coming from there, and I was like, it's gonna be yeah. like Maxwell or Herfoss or maybe Yeah, yeah. yeah her Bayless. I was like, Oh my god, what if it's Bayless? Dude, that would be, be cool. cool, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I guess Ruben South. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Who that, he's writing that. That I think he's doing BRL. Oh, okay. He's not. He's I not. Think doing... He might be doing Daytona, and then he's doing BRL. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then let's see here. <laughs> yeah, maybe Ulrich needs to retire the Jixer for a bagger for two up rides. What? That would kind of be sick. That'd be kind of be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, ask them that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're saying Jack Miller will race over here in twenty five <laughs> on a bagger. I'm sure he will. He doesn't. He's like, <laughs> I feel like Jack's the kind of guy who just doesn't care what he's riding as long as he's riding. I've never met him. Yeah. Actually, I met him for like five seconds at the car track one time in Spain. Yeah. But like that okay. doesn't count as meeting him because I don't really speak to him. Okay. So you know, I have some I have some weird questions for you, and um, no you're gonna you're gonna answer them anyway, uh, however you answer them. But um, you know, it just like hey, why does do you... no does does no comment count as an answer? If that's all you got, um, sure. okay. okay. So you know, when I saw you at Daytona last year, you were on you had a pretty successful season prior to that on that R six. You know, you had basically two seasons on the R6 it looked like it took you a little bit to get going on it. But then once you like what happened, first off, what happened to you? Like what, what was the light switch moment where you went from like kind of finishing one way and then all of a sudden being a front runner consistently, like what, what happened? Well, on the R6 to, to the simplest answer, I mean, one of the simplest things is I never got testing. Like I okay. did one test. We did one test at Jennings before 2021. We did one test at uh, the official Moto America test at Coda. Right. And then I think I did one superbike school on that bike. And then every other time I rode it was uh, 
would have been at Moto America. So I maybe I didn't ride it a lot. Okay. But then the next year I did a track day. I, I broke, then I broke my arm and I didn't ride oh. for like six months. Okay. So I did a track day at Buttonwillow and then I did two or three with the uh, Hayes. And right on. Number one was track time, and number two was just getting things off of my plate to where I could focus on riding. Like that was a, like just in general, getting stuff and involving the team and stuff involving just stuff. Okay. Off my plate to where I could actually focus on riding, and more track time. Like I like if I like midway through the season, I did more racing than I had done. I'd had more track time than I'd done the entire season before. Okay. And uh, we found a good base setup, and Hayes was actually able to completely transfer my riding style. So that, like oh, that in combination with just getting like in like, like that in like combination with getting the like some of the extra stuff off of my plate. It wasn't even so much that; it was more so Josh was able to channel my like get me to be able to focus, like get me to be able okay. to. Let's do this. Like, let's change. Like, the biggest thing was just changing my riding style instead of carrying roll speed to learn how to point and shoot the bike. Okay. And I didn't. I wasn't in the position. In all seriousness, like, first off, a lack of track time and other things contributed to me not being able able to really think about that when I would go ride. Okay. So he was able to help me focus on that, and I figured out a point and shoot. And like my, I, I almost view it as my learning curve on that bike started at the beginning of 2022 rather than 2021. Okay. Because 2021 was just such a, it, like we we had we like we worked super hard and everything everything we did with 100 percent effort, but at some point at certain points it was just a crapshoot. Right. And it was right. difficult. Yeah. Like my dad, my dad busted his ass. Like he worked so hard. Oh, I dude, was trying yeah. my best. Yeah, your and mom, like season, the whole family, cool. dude. Yeah. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah. Like, but. And like you guys I had you guys, you guys had some help from the the Truckwalla people, right? Yeah. No, they sponsored the team in both seasons. Oh, really? Okay. That's no, cool. But, they they seem was, to have their hands in a, a few programs, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I'm forever grateful for the help they gave me. It was awesome. Was like, like, it's Kevin, cool. right? Um, Kevin, Kevin, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like them and uh, Kevin and Brooke. Brookie, yeah. And they have a Kevin and Brooke, Will Connor. Yeah, so they, you know, I know they help out. They helped out you. I don't know if they're still helping you, but um, they helped out you, and they helped out um, what Michael Gilbert and yeah, Corey, Corey Owen. Alexander, Owen Williams, and before that, it they, was sponsor, Benny. they sponsored the Hanos team. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. With Richie and Corey. Okay, yeah, and before that, it was Benny. You know. Yeah, Benny Salise. Yeah. That guy. yeah. He's cool. I miss him. I haven't seen him before. Dude, I, I talked to him um, right before Christmas, I think, um, just kind of texting back and forth with him. And now, yeah, I, I keep, I keep every year, I'm going to, I'm making it a goal of mine to scum, try to scumbag Benny. Uh, he's in Spain. Day. He lives in Spain now. Does he now? Did he move back? Because he was, yeah. No, last I thought time he, moved, I talked to him, dude, he moved to he Barcelona. Was, dude, he was, he, he moved was to Barcelona. Back, he was back here last time I heard from him, and he was like, I haven't talked to him in a while. He was like, right. he was like in the weed business. Like, I don't know if he's, you know, got a, owns a dispensary or, but yeah, like, I think he's in the weed I've business. Heard. I'm not sure. So, yeah, so that's, that's just what I've heard. You know, I, I haven't like, 
seen it or anything, but every, every now and then I'll text him and try to scumbag him into coming out to the track, you know, but uh, I'm on the show. Damn, dude, I, I asked him, I asked him, but he's like not down to do motorbike stuff. It doesn't seem like I mean, I kinda, at least right, right now. A couple times. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's kind of burned out, you know, so um, I mean, he did it for his whole life. And I know it was difficult for him a lot. Very difficult. Yeah. For him. Well, I mean, you've kind of you've kind of gone down that path a little bit, too. You know, like you've had you've had um, you've had your dad and you kind of be in the be in this program. You know, I mean, it's over time that that's got to be interesting. You know, the dynamics between father X racer, you know, his his dad was X racer, too. So, yeah. you know, there's I'm sure there's expectations on a certain level. Without going right. into to a too, extent, yeah. yes. right, right, especially in his case. So when I saw you at Daytona last year, you didn't have a ride. I I was surprised. I was surprised that you didn't have a ride. Um, and you know, fortunately, you know, unfortunate for your buddy, but fortunately for you, like you, the opportunity came up and you got to ride that rodeo bike last year. Mm -hmm. Um, but why do you? Why do you think, um, why do you think that is? Why, why do you, what, what do you think it was that kept you from securing a ride after having a successful season that you did? Uh, again, it's a lot of things. Like, like I said, my, like I was saying, my learning curve on that bike started at the beginning of 2022 rather than my first season. I got in a full season without really knowing anything about what I was doing. Right. Found a good setup. And once I had finally figured the bike out, like I said, like it took about, like if we're going to go with my timeline, which is to st start my learning curve at the beginning of the year of 2022. Right. I figured the bike out after a few rounds and I was like, I led my first race at Daytona at Laguna and then I won Brainerd. And like, I finally, like if you watch from the beginning of the season, like I went from kind of riding like uncomfortably to where like at Laguna, starting Laguna and really, really coming in towards the end of the season. Like I looked like that was my bike. Like that bike was set up for me and I knew how to right. ride it. And right. Like, I will say to this day, the best race I ever ran was Barber Race 1, 2022, where I, I ran down here and I bought him and I won that race. Right. Okay. And that was, that was, but again, like a lot of things. We'll just say a lot of things, a lot of things, okay. just a ton of things. Having I mean, I had JD on, I had JD on and dude, JD yeah. had won a bunch of races and, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, like it's just, and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden he found himself without a ride, and I'm, and it's like, dude, how does a guy like that like not have a ride? Like, what you know, what the fuck happened? So, we'll just say a ton of reasons. That's what we'll say. Okay. A uh, there's a there's another guy. <laughs> a there's another minutes. guy. There's a commenter earlier. I'll get to it, but uh, let's see. What do he say? Who was this guy? Because he it was like a kind of a fairly long question, but is oh uh, Smith shot racing. He says, uh, uh, I think it was Smith Shot Racing. Uh, now I'm looking for it and can't find it. Oh, okay. He says, uh, question, and not in a mean way. I know that typing comes off wrong or whatever. That's but he fine. says, why Why does it seem like you always are bouncing from team to team? You say a lot of reasons. A lot of, we'll just say a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a mean question. It's a totally valid question. Okay. Uh, I I mean I, I was on my dad's team for a couple of years. Uh, and then last year I was on. I mean, I was on. Yeah, I was on the Suzuki and Twins Cup, and then 
Oh, shout out Smith Shot Racing. He also was that him? Yeah. Hang on. He said. Oh, He's he talking about your about got your revit. It's about a suit. Yeah. A suit, yeah, bro. I'll have to tell my guy. Yeah. But, hey, you have to say. Hey, if you if you have social media, send me a photo of the suit. I want to see. Yeah. It. Is yeah, it, that's full customization. I okay, so it. let's. I'll, I'll repeat the questions really quick. So Smith Shot yes. Racing says, "Tell your sponsor that Revit sponsorship works." I saw your Revit Scorpio suit, and he got himself one. So you'll have to you send. Go. I have to send it. I want to see what you did with your suit because that's full. You can do it all on your computer if you did a Scorpio program. Yeah, just load it up all on your phone, all on your computer. Just upload some PDFs. Select the colors. Select the locations of the colors. That was what I did for my suit last year. That's this suit right here. Okay. You saw the like me. Go on, Moto America. You want to see the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so you had you had the you had the rodeo bikes. Those things those things had the the coolest looking paint jobs on them, man. That like was, you know me, dude. Just, I'm all yeah. glitter and sparkle, you know. And yep. you guys had that like reflective thing going on. It was cool. It's impressive looking it, it was like holographic or something i yeah i wasn't hot on the purple to be honest with you but when i saw everything come together it looked good yeah shout out bread racing yeah oh is that is that who painted it no oh, okay. just someone commented that oh okay um so joseph novella as the bagger trash the bagger class tries to grow um do you think motor america will open up the rules to let some other brands into the class I've heard something about – I've heard buzzing about Triumph. Really? That's what I've heard because they're already in, like, the cruiser business. Okay. I, I, I know that they're not going to allow anything that doesn't have giant bags on it. Right. And, like a uh, – like a you know, yeah. like a – I don't even know what the Yamaha Cruiser is. Like, I'm in the sport bike side of things, so I don't, I don't really know. Like, the closest thing to a cruiser for me is, like, the XSR 900. <laughs> I mean, yeah, about like <laughs> that's more like a hooligan. That's more like a hooligan kind of bike, yeah. than a, right? <laughs> because the baggers are the ones that specifically have the bags. And yeah, Alan yeah. Rodriguez said something about like something along like, if you win races, you don't always get right. Like Chavi, he's a perfect example. Like Chavi, I don't know of a lot dude. of people who deserve rides more than Chavi. Dude, he's Chavi. a great dude. Destroyed yeah. everyone. And yeah. What's he doing? Right. Yeah. Bummer. Totally. How many yeah, motors are using? They play it more than I should have. Yeah, uh, more, how many motors? How many motors? What? How many motors did I use in the Aprilia? More than uh, should have been necessary. Really? A Tell me a little bit about that. I had a lot of engine failures. And yeah. One in Atlanta. One in Atlanta. And then I think like a couple. Like it only really blew up once, but I would okay. feel it. You know how you really feel it start to clink and lose power, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this thing's done." And then I had a faulty one. Like I had, I had like a, we had like just just difficulty in general. Like those things don't last very long, especially when they're built as much as they are. Right. And I went. Yeah. Through a lot. I mean, dude, we had a uh, we had a, a customer of ours, and you know, when I was still part of government on that series CRA, you know, one of the racers bought a brand new one, dude, and like it took him yeah, it took him forever to finish a day like brand new bike dude and it was like broken all the time i don't you know i mean that's the thing with the twins especially like the twins is like a yeah, some super bike light it's a yeah super bike nuclear light arms race it depends, on the, bike, it depends right. on the bike though like 
the R7s don't blow up as much as the Aprilias do because they're, they have more power stocks. So they're not allowed to build them as much. Do they yeah, have I more? Have, does the R7 have more power stock than the 660 does? I don't know. All I know is those race bikes have a lot more power. Like the R7 race bikes have just so much more power, torque and mid range. Okay. Like the 660s have a good top end. But yeah. yeah Alan Rodriguez says he likes you because you're a people's racer. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Bearded Jixer is asking yes. if, you're, if you're still sponsored by HJC. Number one in the world. Best helmets okay. on earth. Yeah. They are number one in the world. They sell more helmets than anyone. Dude, I, I was at Laguna for one of the GP weekends. Um, I don't know if you remember Jacob West. So Jacob and I are there. And uh we're at some we're at we were at this some restaurant. Nice this Punisher. HJC. So uh Jacob West and I were uh, Yamaha used to used to kind of have us come out and set up like the Yamaha marketplace during Grand Prix weekend. And uh, one of the nights we were, we were down having dinner and we ended up sitting next to this, this um, el elder, I'll just say elder um, Japanese couple. I think, I think they were Japanese and turns out it was the guy that owns HJC. I was like, what? Oh, you mean it, it was a, no, it's Korean. It's it was a George okay. Hong. I can't remember what his name was, but the dude was George like, Hong's the, he's the president super of the chatty. He's part of the family. He was super chatty. George. This dude. He's super cool. And he was like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like my writer, this and that. And he's naming off all the HJC writers. And I think he was even talking about, um, uh, Ben, Ben Spees for a second. And uh, I was like, man, you know, and he was talking about the lock thing and all that. So, super nice guy and he was just like super talking to good jacob and i who are just like a couple of fans basically and he's just talking to us and it was the owner of hjc so there's like they're and they're so easy like i've been with other brands they're they're by far like i'll say this about both of my current ones and i will i would i'll probably say this until the day i die they're yeah. so both so easy to work with like compared to anyone i've used in the past revit is like so much easier than any suit company. Like just in general, easy. Like if I need something, we're good. It's covered. Yeah. It's quick. With HAC, it's the same. Like if I crash one of my training helmets, I have, or I met need visors, I got visors on my door the next day. They're so oh, awesome. awesome. They're so easy to work with. So you've been around for a little bit. You've you've basically toured the country. I you know you used to used to race and ride every weekend somewhere, right? Um, Especially the four hundred. So now that you've get your um, out of here, <laughs> wow, get your suomi out of here, Jesus, dude. And Brendan, you know, you want an HJC. <clears throat> I, I don't know what, what BK's riding, whatever he can get his hands on, I think, right? Yeah, I know I he wants he, an HJC, though. Oh, do you? Yeah, uh, he hasn't admitted it yet, but I think he does. Yeah, yeah, he still looks like a young Tom Sykes. He looks like a Viking, bro. You're that it's like, dude, he's he, he's like Tom Sykes. Mixed with like Ryan Villapoto, that's Brandon Kettleson. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You seeing it? Like, you seeing it, right? I I, I kind of am. He just look. He looks like he should be swinging like a double edged battle axe around. He's tall okay. as hell too. It's crazy, dude. I know, right? He's like uh, I've been, he's I have he's like full fact. Sasquatch. I have been racing with Brandon Ginger Sa Sasquatch. Oh, I have to go back and find. Oh, I'll send him to you, and you can <laughs> post them. There are photos of Brendan and I when I was 
uh, I would have been five, four or five, and he would have been five or six. It was my first race, and I went up, and he had a, a he had leathers, and I was so jealous because I had motocross gear. It was my first race ever at Button Willow on the pocket okay. bike. So funny. Now get out uh, of here, Declan. You you know you want one as well. Declan's probably just watching this during his He's lunch jealous. break. <laughs> He's jealous. He can't have a Punisher, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what helmet do you wear? Who me? Yes. Or Declan. I wear KYTs. Oh, okay. Yep. And they're they're strong and they're super easy to work with, like you said, with the HJC. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked on them. Declan says, Who's the best helmets? What? He said anyway. those are the best helmets. And I think he's talking about HJC. Oh, KYTs. Yeah. KYTs. Yeah. HJC. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> right? Okay. So you've, you've been around. Like, what's, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite track in America that you ride on? Sonoma. That, Sonoma. Okay. Or, or, or ORP. Probably ORP. That was the most fun. I the thought you were going to say. I thought, I, th I thought you were going to say Brainerd. <laughs> I mean, Brainerd's my favorite on Moto. Like, my favorite track on Moto America calendar is going to be Brainerd, probably. Okay. But I, that's the thing that do well there. My The most fun for me, and people are probably going to think I'm an idiot, is going to be Ridge or Jersey. Because I just do – like, Jersey is fun because you flow well. And it doesn't okay. take much effort. Ridge is fun because it's snarly. And Bar and obviously, Barb is amazing. But what about the fast? What about the faster tracks like Road uh, America? I hate Road America. Do you really? Yeah. How come? It's just, there's no, no corners. It's all straights. Ah. Uh, my favorite track on motorbike. You think you would? You think you would change your mind if you were riding a superbike? I've ridden a thousand there. Yeah, but have you ridden a superbike super there? there? You have. It was a it was a prep stock one thousand. Oh, okay, so you it wasn't a superbike. Yeah. Okay. I've only I've never ridden a superbike. This is like I've never ridden an actual one. My favorite track is Atlanta on, the, on Moto America. Is Atlanta. That track's fast too. Because because I like I just like the first sector. Okay. Like the sketchy little chicane. What do you think of them adding uh, Mid Ohio to the schedule? My dad has told me so many so many good stories about that place. He told me it's like it's just like Sonoma, kind of. Okay. So you you uh, I are you guys racing there, the bagger? Baggers is yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And then um, so. Like I, I was earlier in the comments, there was a bunch of people trying to get you to talk about uh, the rear brake, like rear brake. Yeah, there was, and actually there was one guy that was asking if you're, um, if you're gonna rock a TDJU uh, graphic. On oh, that. well, Yana asked Terry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll just put one like in the front of my visor, like the big Newtons. Oh yeah, cool. dangerous and irresponsible. But you're sure yeah. you sure do love Fig Newtons. I sure do love TDJU. Yeah. <laughs> right on. I don't know. Uh, what do people want to know about the rear brake? I mean, rear brakes. Uh, like, uh, do you a like controversial do, topic? What? I, apparently so. I, I don't understand why. But like, do you are you like a do you, are you like a heavy user of it? Does it depend on the corner? Like, what what depends are you using the, corner, the rear depends brake on the track, for? Depends on the bike. I okay. I. I I doubt I even touched a rear brake until on my first year at Supersport. Okay. Unless I was like skidding around on a parking lot. Like I had no idea. Like the rear brake scared the hell out of me until like I learned like engine braking. Like 
I started to just like the what I use it for on the track is obviously on the uh, on the bag that you have to use it more. Just like that's a special case because it has yeah. so much weight in the rear that you're just you are constantly on the rear brake. But like what I find that it does is. Like, if you're using it to slow down, you're not using it right because at that point you're just skidding. And if you're using it to back it in, you're not using it right because you shouldn't have to use it to back it in because you shouldn't be trying to back it in. Right. Unless unless you're trying to, like, unless, <clears throat> like, there's a few types of corners, like really tight chicanes and tight corners where getting it to back in a little extra will help you start your turn and it will take stress off the front end. But those are the only things that it does. This is like, if you, like, I would say to anyone, watch some of the high speed stuff, like the really, really, high speed slow-mos of people going to tight corners especially at like coda and moto yeah. two I, this is when i first saw this was tom luthi in like 2018 or something on a moto two bike and he goes into uh the turn one and i see him just feather the rear brake and his bike just does this hmm. like just that going to go like they, they was leaned over okay so he was using uh so what it, it just it pulls a little bit of stress off the front end and what it will do is it will make your it will make the engine braking more smooth because you're in control of it now. And okay. It, it makes it stronger, and it can, like, it just it do just you, makes it more smooth. Do you like the the? And it puts you in control rear, of the engine braking. Do you like the right foot lever for the rear brake, or do you like the handbrake or the thumb brake? On or everything but a bagger, I prefer the foot. Okay. Everything it's, but the bagger. Yeah, the bagger the bagger is easier with the handbrake. Why? Why is that? Uh, it's just something about the bike itself. It's just easier. When I have to use the clutch, obviously, I prefer I prefer the foot brake. And most bikes, I have to use a clutch. Like, I'm sure the R6 would have been pretty sick with, with a handbrake. Okay. So but, you're riding for... your Dude, you're riding for Vance and Hines' team. Like, that's... Yeah. Dude, I don't know... Well, someone's that, asking about Charlotte's Web on the, on the rear brake. Yeah? Okay. Uh, well, it depends on the bike. Um... On the twin on my SV that I was racing in 2020, I had no rear brake. That was all engine braking and all slipper. Um, on on the Aprilia, what I what I do now is like I was saying, what I'll do is I will just feather it a little, like it'll back in, and then I will feather the rear brake just to keep it smooth. Because otherwise, okay. like I don't want it snapping, like especially on the Aprilia, it would snap back. Uh, okay. Like, like the engine brake was pretty unpredictable on it. So I would feather it just to make sure I had control over it. On the R6, I would feather it towards the end just to take stress off the front end. The backing in is all natural. That's just engine brake. Okay. Like maybe on the four, like it's a few shots of me on a 400 just trying to back it, and that's all rear brake. Just the same as on the Supermoto. Okay. But in general, in general, it's more to take stress off the front end. Okay. Well, there you have it. Rocco on the rear brake. Take yes. note. Sorry. Right? Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's some comments of rumors about uh, you on a twin Suzuki, and no no none of them went unanswered. But I was going into the Vance and Heinz thing, so um, I don't I don't know if you're riding any other classes besides baggers. A lot of people are asking about that too. Like, are you um, are you going to ride something else? I know we I talked about baggers. I, I, I yeah, I know I know we talked about making some kind of announcement, but maybe not. So. Like I again at this point just baggers at this point just baggers but uh okay I, I, I'm open to whatever uh, okay anyone anyone wants me to ride a bike 
give me a call, but um, at this point, just baggers and just fans and hides. Yeah, dude, don't say just fans and hides though. Like Terry Vance has a huge history. No, I'm, I mean only. I mean only Vance and like, yeah, only. yeah. That, that's yeah. who I'm on right now. Yeah. Not, but just, yeah, not just fans and hides. Like no, man, but like, like just uh, like tell me about like what you think about riding for Vance and Heinz. Cause Terry Vance, that dude's been around, man. Like he used to run, like, I want to say he ran the factory Yamaha Superbike effort at one point. And he ran the factory super, Yamaha and the factory Ducati. The Ducati. Yeah. Did. Go show and Bostrom. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Right. He, like if like, other I, 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 I kind of, I kind of hope. Yeah, dude, I kind of hope that Terry's using this bagger thing to like, tiptoe back into road racing and then that would be go cool. su go super bike racing again because dude Let's if, just if, dip vance and, if vance and hines goes back super bike racing i mean it's you know it's gonna be legit like mm -hmm. you know yeah i you're gonna jigsaw about wet riding uh if you go yeah. back and watch jersey last year i actually did pretty good i got fourth and i was second in qualifying in the wet it was. I just needed to get used to it. I just needed. I I I hadn't finished a lot of stuff in the wet. Like I'd always done kind of well, then I slowed down because I just always crashed. And I just made some improvements there and had fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because yeah. rain seemed like your Achilles' heel there for a while. Also, again, a lack of track time and no testing and no dry testing either. So just not being completely used to the bike. Like I raced. Uh, I raced in the rain on a slick rear. At. Uh, or slick tires at Barber in 2022 in a drying track. And if the race, they shortened the race. And if it wouldn't have been shortened, I would have been the podium, on the podium. But that mm. was on a drying track and I had the fast lap of the race. So I, the, like the rain was difficult for me in 2020 and that, or 2021, 2021, 2022. And that's it. Like I broke okay. my arm in the rain and that kind of spooked me a little bit, but I kind of got over that. Okay. And someone says oh, one more thing. What's the rivalry with Blake? Nothing. Uh, there was a little thing that happened at Laguna, and Blake was one of my best friends. What was the thing at Laguna? Uh, well, what happened was I passed him on a qualifying lap, and then he essentially just blocked past me and ruined my lap on purpose <laughs> oh. and ticked me off, and I, I, I just overreacted. Yeah. And other than that, nothing. Blake is like off, away from the track. Blake's one of my best friends. Yeah, I mean, dude, like that kind of ties into what I was uh, asked you about. Like, you you were on the podium on the six hundred, and why did you look so angry, dude? Like, you were on the podium a couple times, and you you looked so pissed. The short what was answer that about, is, dude? I was. The oh, short okay. answer is I was, and I, but I, I, I just was. I had. It's a long. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> I want to win, I, but there's also no reason to react that way. Right. Like there was no reason, like whether I'm frustrated or not, there's no reason for me to act that way. And that's something that I've just had to learn to understand. Like I'm growing up, I'm trying to. Trying try, to. I'm trying to get, try, I mean, by growing I mean, I'm getting older. I'm trying to learn how to act my age. Right. But yeah. uh, something that'll just kind of like, there was no, whether I'm upset or not, that's just, there's no, like, you just need to talk about how good the race was and then talk to your team about how bad the race was. Right. But that's, right. that's the deal with that. Like, if the race is bad, you tell your team it was bad. You tell the fans it was good. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, didn't do that. Then I, that was my mistake. Yeah. You were really mad. You were talking about like second place isn't going to get you a ride and stuff. I'm like, 
so you got one so and you're and you're and you're living on your you, you got your own place now right i don't own my own but i'm red ticket i'm red ticket, yeah you're but I, yeah I of course yeah. you dude you live in socal you uh, clearly you're yeah uh, you're living in like a Cato Kalen style house, right? Like... <laughs> I'm in the front, so it's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so Pinky's saying, but there's nothing wrong with a rivalry. That's true. I mean, I'm sure you I mean, got... that's true. I have rivalries with plenty of people. Blake's just not one of them. Who who was your biggest rival um in the in the You're growing up? Shout out Max Todd, bro. Love you. Yeah? Yes. That was your uh, that was your Love rival. You that was, he was my main rival growing up, and he will. Really? Yeah, he and I had so many good races. So, yeah, like, dude. Like I, that guy, and I, I have, I have to a lot. Like even growing up, like that was so fun. Really? Okay. So, uh, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it at him because that's a very fun rivalry that I can laugh about, and he and I can talk about. Okay. Let me ask you this: What was it like racing against the guy that was kind of coaching you a bit? Josh, that was fun. Uh, Josh never let me have a have an inch, and I never wanted him to. Right. And he, but he also helped me as best as he could. It was awesome. Yeah, scumbag am, Rocco into March. It, Dude, I, that's up I, to his team, bro. Him? He wants me to scumbag you into doing our like test oh, day. Oh, 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 Where? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have a like attack. Yamaha's doing a test thing with us, so it's like half of the track day is uh, is track day people. And then the other half is pro teams. It's a week before Daytona. It's a week before Daytona. Yeah, that's okay. I'll I'll be getting ready for bike week then. Right. So yeah. Harley. Right. Well, you should be doing lots of things with yes, Harley. I'm right? excited. It's be fun. Yeah. So, what do you think about riding for the team, like the historical team, like Vance and Hines? You know, I mean, they look like they're switched on over there. I mean, it, it, that's clearly a, they it, won the title. So it, it is a professional. That is what it is. Everyone there has their job. Everyone knows their job, and everyone is doing their job. Their loose loose ends get picked up very quickly. That sounds familiar. There's this team that I've been working with for yep. a while. That's like that, you know, like a professional team. Attack Yamaha. Yeah, like those guys. It's like everybody knows where they need to be. It's pretty crazy watching them. You show up and like within within a half an hour the bikes are out floors down canopies out everything's ready to rock and roll it's crazy How, uh, and, and beat more than anyone on track everyone who do you want to beat more than is there anybody that you want to beat more than anybody else everyone that's pretty generic <laughs> there's not well i mean like you said max toth's not on the grid not so I, don't, I mean, even if he was there, I wouldn't want to beat him more than anyone. I want to beat everyone equally. Like, uh, yeah, there are people you, who I dislike, he, and I'm not going to name them, but there are people I dislike who it is sweeter to beat, but I want to beat everyone equally. Yeah, like, I think you're... Like, I don't want... I, 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 like, if someone says, do you want to, like, would you rather get beat by so-and-so? Like, I don't I don't, I don't want to get beat by anyone. Like, does it, does it make me angry to get beat by certain people? Yes, but does it also make me get angry... It makes me get angry to get beat. So, so red, like, so red race devil says attack Yamaha should put a talented rider like Rocco on the superbike and stop struggling with an old washed up racer. I don't know who's, who's 
I don't know who's old, washed who, up racer. who's old and washed up on attack Yamaha. First of all, um, I don't, <laughs> uh, dude, there's no one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's anybody old and washed up on that team. You know, one guy was injured last year and he's not 30 yet. And the other guys won the last three championships. So yeah, that's what that's that. Yeah. No, that's right. That's not a real statement. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe she's like, I mean, maybe, I would love to, as maybe, much as, as much as I would love to ride a superbike in the future. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think, um, I, I think that's a Yamaha question. That's uh, of who rides on the Attack Yamaha program. Richards, Richards, the part of the R Richards a cog, right? He's just part of the overall machine, and yeah. you know, attack no, Rich, performance. Know Richard, yeah. Attack yes. performance makes it happen, and um, you know, Yamaha is like, here, make this happen, and he's like, okay, and he, I think he's done a good job the last four years, so. He's killed um, it. It's been amazing. It's been yeah. awesome to watch. Four out of four. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, and they haven't been close at all. I mean, this year was kind of close, right? It didn't end up close. No, no. I mean, it was close. Know, like it was, like, it was close it was until there, there was some very was good out. races. Yeah. There was but the best races, right? I mean, some of the best amazing. races. You're right. I mean, Petrucci was somewhat close as well. That was cool. Oh, that was so sick. Yeah, Petrucci's he's a really good. He had a bad name over here because people didn't seem to understand him. He yeah, was so, so cool. uh, well, I mean, he kind of got had, along with him so well. Petrucci, Petrucci's a badass, but Petrucci, you know, some of his some of his stuff probably got lost in translation too. Yeah, that's but what man, I'm saying. He had like, he had, I think he had like permanent stink face here. You know, in like things when they would go wrong for him, they it would like go way wrong for him but you have like, to understand like vir right that, yes those are things that would go wrong like imagine going from a factory gp bike to yeah. new jersey motorsports park <laughs> like as much as i as much as it's easy to clown on people it's that's not an yeah. easy thing to do right and every conversation i ever had with danilo like he is like one of the nicest people i've met in my life he's so cool yeah, I mean, he seemed, he seemed like a one yeah, dude. Recently, but he was, like, but he's versatile. Like that dude's yes. versatile too. Like he that dude. Stage at Dakar. Yeah, like you know, he rides a fucking dirt bike at Dakar and wins a stage. Like that's gnarly. Like, and then that's and he like was winning. That, he was winning races here against Jake. For people who don't know, winning Dakar, a stage at Dakar is like winning a stage in the Tour de France or winning a MotoGP race. Okay. Like that's like winning a, a massive like that. That's like a stage in one. It's of It's a big deal. Teams. Yes, it's like winning a. It's like winning a stage like a, a motorsports would be like a stage in the championship. It's like winning. Wow, man, that dude is gnarly. That did that dude yeah, is gnarly. He shows up on a on a bike with tires he's never ridden, a bike that has limited development. Right. And he shows him tracks he doesn't know, and he's winning. Like that's yeah. respectable. What do you What do you think about Baz coming back? I'd be sick. I love Loris. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, you know, I was saying before, you know, about road America being like, you know, eh, you know, like for, it's like Willow basically. Right. Um, but he, when we were in Portugal, we talked to him and, um, and he was like so pissed that he wasn't over here because road America was getting repaved. Well, more yeah, road America has been repaved America. and a bunch of tracks are getting repaved, right? Like Jersey's got stuff. Laguna. I think, Laguna, uh, Sonoma, right? Who knows? No, maybe I, Sonoma, maybe Sonoma will get added back to the calendar. 
you know? I saw a comment about that earlier. I'm sorry I didn't comment on it. That is true. Yeah. And uh, Mid-Ohio. That's why they were adding it. Yeah. And this, I've heard the same company that repaved uh, Mid-Ohio, or repaved Road America is repaved Mid-Ohio. Okay. That's what so I've heard. Or maybe it's the same you... that Pittsburgh. Because you said, you said you like uh, the the bumpy beat up shitty tracks like does it well, how does it change the character of the track for you when they lay down new rubber and new pavement well that i would say like i though this is probably gonna sound counterintuitive the worst tracks for me are the tracks that are like a year or two or three years old like i don't like it i like it's like i like the gnarly stuff partially like i don't like obviously i don't want to go re- i don't really want to go race at orp like that, I'm just talking about fun factor. Okay. But like, if we're at a track that has some character to the asphalt, like Atlanta, where it's got some bumps and it's maybe got a few slick spots, that just it it, it it gives more separation. Like when you have a track that's just the same everywhere, and there's no variability, and there's no none of that. It's to me, it's boring. Right. To me to like race on a track like that is boring, and it there's less separation between the really good riders who are like. It's like riding in the rain. Like it equalizes. Like good okay. asphalt kind of equalizes. Okay. It's like if you put a. It's like if you put me on like the best example I use. If you put me on a flat track bike on a perfect track, I could go close to as quick as some of the super good flat trackers that we got. Like the moment that track gets dry or has slick spots, I'm terrible because I don't know how to ride that early stuff. Okay. Or a motocross track with no ruts versus with ruts. Okay. Wow, man, that's, dude, that's, like, you're, um, you're all about having fun, but, man, like, you're, uh, the way you break down the, the tracks, and it's, like, pretty scientific, and it's, like, you you pretend, you pretend not to be, though, like, you actually put a lot more thought into it than you pretend to. I don't really, like, oh, I'm, you're, like, I'm just going out and having a good time, but, man, you could really break it down. I try. Yeah. I feel like I could break down more having to do it if you if you ask me about history or something, but I don't know. I'm a right nerd. <laughs> I'm a total nerd. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> we're a little over an hour and a half, Rocco. Um, before I let you go, dude, I got to ask you about that cucumber shit that you talk about on the podium. Like, <laughs> oh. What the hell is that? Well, uh, I'll probably explain this a million Repeat times. it first. Repeat it first, and then... Well, there's... A, what happened... So, the backstory is I was at the Ridge. Okay. This is 21 or 22. I can't remember. Both years, it was, like, skull... Like, the first year was, like, 118 degrees. Second year was, like, maybe 100 degrees. It was still hot as hell. Right. Like super warm. The race, like... I actually was on pole. This would have been 2022 because I was on pole. And uh, Jamie, well, he was Jamie. She comes up and she's like, Rocco, how are you feeling? First time on pole. I was like, you know, I'm feeling cool as a cucumber, but it was boiling hot. So I was like, I rephrased myself. I was like, I'm like a lukewarm cucumber. And then that like, yeah. Okay. Then Brandon, then Brandon like recorded it. And then like, was he put it on his story and everyone was asking about it. Like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm like a cu- cool cucumber, cool as a cucumber, but it's hot. So, okay that's my explanation yeah and i was like trying to get that out of you earlier and you're like what the fuck are you talking about i'm like you know it was like this weird saying and i was saying all kinds of weird i forgot i couldn't remember what you were saying i was like oh like oh yeah okay 
lukewarm cucumber. Did you mention when I was wearing the vibes? Yeah. They were knockoff vibes too. They were the Ronnie Matt glasses. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Rock, uh, Declan says he's out. He's going to go do supermoto at night. So, yeah. <laughs> ask, ask Rocco about that oh, girl he finally kissed. What? Rocco's got a girlfriend? What? I have a girlfriend. No? I don't have a girlfriend. Not right now. No, right. I, that, that's, that, that's something he okay. is making up right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Remember, you remember rule number two, right? <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, man. No comment. Okay. Well, dude, thanks for the chat, Rocco. It's been fun, man. Uh, do you want to thank anybody? for sponsor whatever revzilla mission vance and heinz racing number one my team okay. everyone who supports me uh all my fans um hjc foo sport boots uh revit two by school everyone helps me right on man oh my boys uh oh i gotta give a shout out to my buddy polo uh he has a little shop down in uh East LA. LA. shut up you know polo yeah, he went changed a tire for me a few days ago, so I gotta give him a shout out. Dude, I've known Polo for like over twenty years. Moto Technica, right? That's yes, the name sir. of his shop in East LA. Yeah, dude. Does it still have the mural on the side? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he does. Now Polo's a legend. Yeah, dude. Good dude, man. Couple hours. He dude came in like early morning. Like I had to go race my supermoto bike, and I didn't have a tire. I'm like Polo, I don't have anything to change tires. He's like, come in, and he like. Goes rolls up on his motor uh, on his like cruiser with his like Red Bull helmet. Yeah, <laughs> rolls up and like comes in, turns Bangs the lights on, changes my tire. Just ten minutes done, but at, like five thirty a.m. Like, oh, God, anyone who's in the L.A. area and needs anything when it comes to bikes, like I'm sure, dude. Polo Justin can vouch hit up Polo at Moto Technica. Dude, Polo's been around and like that dude yes. had a little. He had a little team at Willow back in the day. And they were all like orange. I want to say they were orange and blue. And he started out doing like the Rossi flower kind of paint scheme on them. And then he changed the flowers to monkeys. So it's like, right? Like instead of, instead of, Polo, instead of like, the Rossi flowers, it was monkeys. Awesome. Yeah. This is That's cool. just something Polo would do. Someone right? says, when I have, let's say I had an equal offer. You want to scroll through and find like, before we get off, you want to find like the highlighted questions. And then tell like like some the important ones. I mean, we kind of. I was kind of watching yeah, them and going through. The, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were watching them and going okay. through them already, man. But um, yeah. Every uh, everyone wants to win. Motorsport should bring back characters and excitement on and off track rivalries. I mean, there are people who have on and off track rivalries too. I just choose not to make it super public. Right. There are yeah. people who I strongly dislike, both on a personal. And racing level, like very, very much. Like Same. Like, but the thing is, on this show, most people uh, know mine. Like the the racer, I that I don't really like. I think one of them is um, the same one that you're talking about. But we'll talk about that offline. But it's probably no, the I don't, same. I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's probably the same dude, right? No issue. He is not one of those. No. Who you're, who okay. you're talking about? No. I think I know okay. who you're talking about though. Okay. Okay. Not him. It's someone else or some other people. Okay. Like someone okay. Says, would I let's say I had equal offer overseas or in America? 
depends on what you mean. If I had an equal offer, like if you mean, would someone say, would you rather race factory World ride? World factory. Super Sport on a factory, World Super Sport on a factory bike, or Moto America Super Sport on a factory bike? Easy World Super Sport on a factory bike. Okay. But if you're like, how about do I want to race attack Italian Yamaha? Motorsport? Attack Yamaha versus Pata Yamaha. Pata Yamaha. Yeah, I mean World Superbike, dude. Like it's like if you're saying, do you want to go race in Spanish Superbike on a factory Yamaha? I want to race here, like here or, or Australia, or a factory Yamaha in Australia. Or do I want to race for the <laughs> for like like uh one of those one of the teams over in BSB, like a good BSB team, or here? It's here. Right. But if I prefer like a world championship or here or here, it's world championship. Well, there you go, man. Uh, Beard ejector. If you could punch one person in the paddock, who would it be? No comment. And if probably me. Here, probably me, dude. We'll just say Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right on, Rocco. It's been Brandon a Kettleson. Chat. That's who I want to punch. Brandon dude, Kettleson. I, he's so punchable, right? Yeah, bro. Hate you gotta guy. punch Declan. Yeah. Dude, I don't have it with me tonight, but usually I'm I do the show with a cup that Declan and dad gave me that's got like their logo and stuff on it. And on the backside, it's like you are. I'm I'm the DVR's team cunt. <laughs> oh no, Brendan, yeah. when did I punch you, bro? Yeah. Except that I kind of punched you like, like, emotionally with that pass I put on you in qualifying at Pittsburgh, bro. Wow, dude. Anyone who wants to go, want to go back to Moto America qualify? One of the reels they had. Ooh, that was a good one. That's nice spicy pass. shit right there, dude. That's I was spicy. on a heater and he was in my yeah. way. Yeah. Stop going so slow, BK. Come on, bro. Well, Rocco, it's been a fun chat, dude. Um, I think let's wrap this thing, dude. Thanks for coming. Thanks for talking to me. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have you on again at some point during the season and ask you about how the bagger thing's going for you and anything else that you might have going on. Right, well, let's do another one. You know, we got to do another one, but we got to have me and Brendan. And we got to talk about stories from when I was, when he and I were like little kids on Pocket Bikes. John, I probably get Max Paul, too. good? I, I got to get Max Max taught to do dude, that. Me, too. me and Max. But the thing is, Max and I haven't raced a whole lot together. Like, we raced when we were little. We haven't really raced together since we were like nine or ten. Okay. I'd love to do that. Okay. But, yeah, we got to see Brendan. Yeah, we got to do it with Brendan. Yeah, Brendan's in. You know, he's in. I know how to get a hold of that dude. Let's All right, know. man. Well, holler at you, dude. Hell yeah. That was lots of fun. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, all that. Thanks. See you. Bye. All right, so I'm ending this.